This show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and congratulations. You made it to December, the last month of the year, and you already know we're going to finish strong. But of course, we got a lot of shit to talk about, starting off with Kanye West. We've got son, mother, raised children having a detrimental effect to our society. And topic of conversation today, the main topic being how to have extreme thanks, even when you're not grateful for anything at all. So you are already know what to do go ahead and roll one up pour up a libation kick back sit back with your boy roy because the show is going to be a good one we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today but most importantly i hope you stick around for the important lessons i got for you so let's kick it off right Check this out. Not only can you hear my voice, you could also see my mug as well on the YouTube channel. Feel free to go on to M-A-I-S-O-N-D-E-R-O-Y. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. What up, what up, what up? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this is your boy, Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle, and self-development as well. Before I even get into anything, real quick, I've come to the conclusion or the realization that perhaps I'm not doing the best justice with this podcast, right? In regards to like materials and the things I could be teaching on, I could be going in so much more depth and so much more give you so much more content, you know, content that actually helps, content that actually helps build the individual. So those are some of the things I've been working on over the last couple of weeks, but we'll definitely start to see more of that coming into the new year. But I just wanted to get that off my chest that a lot of the topics that we talk about here and there, like relationships and even the more, I guess you could say, overplayed conversations like, oh, what you bring to the table, things of that nature. We're going to attempt to elevate those kind of conversations in a lot of various ways, and I'm not exactly sure if people are going to be witted or not, but fuck it, we already here, so we're going to be changing it, we're going to be changing how we deliver this message, but more importantly, we're going to put in more effort and give you that quality that you deserve, so expect the content to change, it's not going to change dramatically, it's not like we're going to go from you know, this kind of uh, conversation to all of a sudden talking about cars, that's not going to happen, even though I like cars, like, I have zero interest in talking about cars. I can give a fuck less about an exhaust. The only thing I care about is, is it clean? Does it run? And is it fast? If it meets all those requirements, I'm taking it. Perhaps safety should be in there as well, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. What I really, 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 really wanted to get into, and I mean, this is like, this isn't an urgent pressing matter. This isn't like, oh my God, we need to speak on this, but Kanye West. Kanye West, man, I, I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. I never thought I'd be the person to say that. Like, oh yeah, man, I miss the old Kanye because I always thought the way he thought was very forward thinking and innovative and groundbreaking. Like that's what I liked Kanye for. I liked him because he did groundbreaking shit. This Kanye, this Kanye is off the rockers, man. This Kanye. And what's scary to me is that like, this Kanye was the kind of guy, or at least the guy before him. Um, let me let me backtrack all that. His mom. Let's start there. All of this started when his mom passed away. Once his mom passed away, he went completely off the deep end. But there's just some fast forwarding it, fast forwarding the conversation now. I know I'm kind of just talking about this in bit, bits and pieces, but fast forwarding this to now. You can clearly see how Kanye has devolved, right? And it's as evident as it appears here on the screen. Kanye West goes on pro-Nazi rant with Alex Jones. And, you know, when I seen that clip, and he, like, at first, before he said all of this shit, you could defend Kanye. And not defend him in a sense that what he's saying is correct, but defend him in a sense that you would actually take the time to sit down, process what he's saying, and either make sense of it or toss it in the garbage, right? However, unfortunately, 
Kanye finds himself in this kind of like precarious predicament as to where he thinks he's going on this like truth telling, truth speaking path, but if anything, he's just digging himself in a detrimental hole, right? And if anything, showcasing his knowledge or his quote unquote love, which is, I don't know if you can call that love. That's fucking heinous if you ask me, but to go into Alex Jones's podcast and the crazier part, and again, I know I'm speaking on this in bits and pieces, but what's even crazier is that Alex Jones went to a quick commercial break, in my opinion, trying to t- convince Kanye, like, yo, are you sure this is the route you want to go down? Like, are you sure you actually want to keep speaking on this? And Kanye doubled down, you know? So to go on that whole rant saying that he sees good in, I can't say his name, but redacted, to me, that speaks volumes, not only on Kanye's current character as to who he's become, but also his current mindset. And I think it's abhorrent and also sad to see because he was something, someone I really looked up to. Like, I genuinely admired the man. Like, I, I thought of him as a role model. Like, damn, look at this guy who's just brought such creative prowess to us, you know, just brought it to the forefront. And he's himself 100%. You can't deny him. But now it's to the point where it's like, okay, you're starting to believe your, I mean, he always believed his own bullshit. But at this point now, it is to the point where he is so stuck in his ways and he's just so ingrained and entrenched in that kind in that mode of thinking that it's like, you can't really do anything with him. Even people like Alex Jones won't even touch him. Like, you guys seen what happened to Tim Pool, Tim Cass. I, you know, and if I have to speak a little bit clearer on that, I think Tim kind of fucked up on his own part as well because A, I think that was one of the biggest interviews Tim has ever had on his YouTube channel. And I know I'm not really saying much, like I'm small beans, but like, I think that was the biggest interview interviewee he's ever had. And he fumbled it. He fumbled it hard because he picked YouTube censorship over Kanye West. However, looking at Alex Jones now, I could almost kind of see why Tim decided to do that. Because if given Kanye West the opportunity, he would go absolutely off the rails absolutely off the rails and would probably destroy your fucking show so i think tim did a good thing there um i think at at the end of the day at the end of the day kanye is like i don't know man i don't know i don't even know what to say like i woke up this morning because i didn't i wasn't really paying attention to to kanye like at some point i was just like all right he's just gonna keep rambling on but damn son i woke up this morning and then I, I watched the Alex Jones clip. And it's so funny to see Alex Jones, like, even you could see the pain in his face. He's trying to, like, play it off like, yo, bro, are you sure you want to say this shit? You know, I would, I would play this for you here. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, uh, we're on YouTube as well. Make sure you check out Maison de Wa. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you check out the podcast. The podcast is on Spotify and it's also on Apple Podcasts as well. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah, there was a video I was going to play for you guys. Unfortunately, it's been taken down by YouTube, so we can't show it. However, what I got for you is this motherfucking tweet. Right before Kanye got banned off of uh, Twitter once again, he let out this tweet that says, let's break one last window before we get out of here. I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. And clearly in the photo, once again, if you're on a podcast, if you're on Spotify, it's Chris Paul. But if you're on YouTube, obviously, you can see who we're talking about. And it's pretty funny because, A, where did this come from? Like, did he... I'm under the impression that at this point, because Kanye said he wasn't taking his meds. And he said that, like, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, they stopped taking his meds. At this point, I'm under the impression that he's conjuring up these, like, instances and situations. Or perhaps he's just overthinking overanalyzing some scenarios that he was probably in in the past and you know they're just coming to light now i don't know all all i could say is for kanye i miss the old you man i think we all we all can agree with that like we all can say we miss the old you and it's not because of uh it's not like we're not saying we miss the old you as if your creativity has faltered or any anything like that but who you've become is entirely different than who you were and we all know people change, but this change is not for the better, you know, and uh, one could only imagine what could happen to him. And 
obviously, you know, he's been through a lot in his own merit. Like he's currently going through divorce. That's a whole nother topic in itself. Matter of fact, we can go ahead and speak on that briefly. Uh, Kanye West is going through divorce or just finalized and Kim Kardashian is getting paid to the tune of $2 million or $200,000 a month by Kanye West and he had to give up his home. So come on, like, listen, I get it. I totally fucking get it. The man, the man is beat down. He's beat down. He's beat down. Like, think about this. Kim Kardashian and Ye settle divorce. Kim to receive $200,000 per month in child support. Now ask yourself this. Does a person who's got a net worth of God, who knows? Matter of fact, we can go ahead and look this up, right? Uh, oops. I can't spell right now. <laughs> I almost put net, network. But look at her net worth. Her net worth is $1.4 billion. And she needs Kanye West $200,000 per month. Listen, I'm not trying to defend the guy. And I mean, granted, I could defend the guy because as far as we're concerned or, you know, the courts don't care about guys. That's what we know, right? We know that 100%. But at the same time, though, like, yeah. and it does sound ignorant, but he can afford it. Um, and again, just saying he can afford it doesn't mean it's okay, but I can't really feel that much for him. Um, but from the perspective of accounting for everything that's happening to him, it, it's a sad sight to see. And I can't help but say, like, you know, part of it was his own fault. Like, yo, you chose, you chose to wife her up. You chose to wife her up. We, come, look at this face. Come on now. You're telling me you didn't know her reputation prior to getting with her? You knew what you got yourself into. And this is the important thing for men to realize. Like, men, you have to understand two very important things about the world. A, there aren't a lot of two-way accidents men can make. Like, you, you can't. And when I say two-way accidents, you're probably thinking, like, what is a two-way accident? A two-way accident or a two-way mistake is something that you can do in reverse. Guys don't get a lot of those. You don't get a lot of get out of, fr uh, <laughs> I fucked it up. You don't get a lot of get out of jail free cards, right? And then the second thing is, I wouldn't necessarily say that karma is a bitch, but considering as men, we cannot get away with skirting our responsibilities or essentially owning up or being accountable, right? In this case, regardless of what you do in life, always move through life with the understanding that you will be accountable for your actions in one way or another. And whether that be, you know, in the most lightest of cases, which is, you know, you become a family man, take care of your family, this, that, and the third. Or in the worst of cases, which is you marry someone who has a very promiscuous past, and then you have children by them, and then the marriage crumbles, and now you are forced to pay $2 million a year. In addition to that, you're also losing your mind because you believe redacted, had some good values to him. That shit blows my mind. That shit kills me. So like, okay, if H-Man had all these qualities to him and they were and they were good qualities, then do we just give King Leopold a pass? I don't know if anyone knows about King Leopold. Do your research. Look up what he did in Africa. Just do yourself that favor. Look up what he did in Africa. You will be absolutely astounded. And if you ever go to the country where they sell those chocolate hands, you should buy a couple because they probably taste good. But no, realistically, on a more significant part, more significant um, stance, I should say. Sound a little more eloquent in this bitch. At the end of the day, Kanye, Kanye needed to be removed from Twitter. I know a lot of people are probably like, yo, why did they, why did they remove him from Twitter? They're, believe it or not, there are probably some people out there that are thinking that. Like, why did they remove him from Twitter? And the reason why they removed him from Twitter was because he decided to put up a whole bunch of fucking Nazi flags on, the, uh, on his profile right before he decided to get uh, banhammered out of there. So it's pretty interesting, man. It's uh, sad to see once again, but, you know, the world keeps turning. And I think the ultimate question is, like, all things considered, there's a lot of these celebrities that tend to just fucking self-destruct. Like... I don't know if anyone pays attention to this, but it's, it seems like being a celebrity kind of sucks because you either like 
die young or you self-destruct and go senile as you get older. Um, and that's not the case for everyone. And of course, perhaps that kind of opinion doesn't really hold a lot of water. But if you ask me, the ultimate question is, what is the price you pay for rich, richness or riches and fame? Like, especially if it's given from a source that is seemed or perceived to be rather nefarious, you know, like, what are you really willing to give for that? It, me, nothing, nothing. Because the peace of mind I have, even though like I make, like I make enough money to not care about bills, which is great. That's a beautiful feeling. But at the same time though, I could, I could understand someone being in that position, but not being satisfied. But then the conversation becomes, what are you willing to do to get to it and get there and have that kind of lifestyle? And when I think about celebrities, I have to ask, like, Dan, did they go the right route? Because it does not look that way. So best of luck to Kanye West. Um, we'll be here making the content, talking about it as he continues to self-destruct. Moving on, we've got a 10-year-old son shooting his mom over some fucking video games. Man, you know, this world is coming to shit, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. This, this world just feels like every day there's something crazier and crazier happening. And realistically, as much as I would want to blame society for this one, actually, I can blame society for this. And the reason why is because we've become so narcissistic as a society that at this point, kids who feel like they are entitled to their children's money will commit acts of violence on their own parents just because they didn't get what they wanted. Now, check this out. I remember when I was young, every time I asked for something, I never got that shit. I never got that shit. There, there was probably like two to three presents I ever got. Ever. Out of all the presents I ever asked for, I only got two of them. I remember I asked my mom for a bike. I didn't even get a bike. I got a rem remote-controlled mountain biker on a bike from Toys R Us. I remember I asked her for a fucking Optimus Prime Transformer toy. I didn't get that shit. There's so much shit I never got. So many things so many other children never got. But no, this kid wants to go ahead and shoot his mom. Shoot his mom because he didn't get her a video game. Bruh, these kids are so fucking entitled nowadays. And it's crazy to me because the source of all this entitlement comes from the fucking parents. It's... And... I'm not blaming the mom, you know, for getting shot. Like, I'm, I can't blame her for getting bodied, kind of. But what I can say is like, damn, just because you don't get what you want, don't mean you got to shoot somebody in the head for it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about this. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up because I'm a little, a little late, a little late with this article. I should have had this up already, but it is what it is. So here we go. Independent Journal Review. 10-year-old boy said shooting of mom was accident. This nigga lying. Excuse me. I didn't mean to put that expletive in the podcast. My apologies. But this motherfucker lying, bro. Come on, man. Now charged as an adult after what his sister disclosed. Let's go ahead and talk about this. So 10-year-old boy has been charged as an adult in the death of his mother with police saying he shot her because he was angry she would not buy him a virtual reality headset. You shot your mom over an Oculus? My boy. My boy shot his mom over a fucking Oculus. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anywho, the boy has been charged with first degree reckless homicide, as he should. This is an absolute family tragedy. Angela Cunningham, an attorney for the child, said, according to Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, I don't think anybody would deny or disagree with that. And of course, I wouldn't disagree with that either. It is a fucking tragedy. But here's the problem. The adult system is absolutely ill-equipped to address the needs of a 10-year-old child. Yeah, this 10-year-old is going to fucking suffer in, ch in uh, jail. It's going to be slow for him. And, uh, hey, cooler heads should have prevailed at that moment. But anyway, Quiana Mann, 44, was shot to death at the family's Milwaukee home around 7 a.m. on November 21st, according to WTMJ-TV. Initially... The shooting was classified as an accident. 
The boy told police he was twirling the gun around a finger before it accidentally went off. I'm not going to lie, for a 10-year-old, that's a pretty good lie. He then alerted his sister, who called 911, according to a criminal complaint. The boy, whose name was not published because of his age, obviously, was allowed to remain with his family until family members contacted the police the next day with serious concerns. His 26-year-old sister told officers he has rage issues, according to the criminal complaint. He becomes very angry and acts out. The boy's aunt also shared her concerns with the police, according to the journal Sentinel. Hmm. Now, according to the aunt, the boy told her he pointed the gun at his mother, who told him, Why do you have that? Put that down. The complaint said the boy's aunt and sister learned after man was dead, the 10-year-old ordered an Oculus virtual head reality headset through her Amazon account. Yep. The boy's aunt told police that when he went to his grandmother's house, he said, I'm really sorry for what happened. I'm sorry for killing my mom. Without any compassion, and then asked if the Amazon package had arrived. Yo, this kid's a fucking menace. Listen, I'm about to get real expletive with my language. But here's what I'm going to say. This little motherfucker's going straight to hell, you heard? He's going straight to fucking hell. Are you, what kind of apology? First of all, think about how careless and crass and just cold that is. I've had plenty of beefs with my parents. I've had beefs with my mom. But I never thought about shooting her. What the fuck? What type of crazy shit is that? That's insanity. Think about shooting your mom? You know, on top of that, it's a shame because this kid couldn't even think big picture. Like, bro, why even take her out where you could wait to get an inheritance? Who would get the last laugh then? You would. You fucking moron. But you're going to shoot your mom over an, Am- over an Oculus? The kid is 10 years old. Does he even know how to use an Oculus? Now, granted, I don't know. These new age kids are smart as fuck. So maybe he does know how to use an Oculus. But if he knows how to use an Oculus, then how come he doesn't know how to get money on his own? I'm talking about shooting people because they won't get you shit. And this is the problem with single mother households. Households that do not have two parents cannot control kids, specifically boys. They can't control them. My brother was the same way. My brother Didier, he was a fucking hothead. On my 13th birthday, you know what he decided to do? He decided to run away. Why? Because he was the middle child, not getting any fucking attention. So he decided to run away into the fucking projects, thinking we were going to give a fuck and go find him. And he was right, because we actually did go looking for him. But after that, my mom beat his ass. And you know what he did? He did the same thing again. And guess what happened? The second time, we didn't go looking for him. And lesson learned, he came home the next day. But here's my problem. Yo, it is on us. And this is why I'm so, I'm so uh, strong and so opinionated about self-development. Because the only way we're going to fix society is if we fix ourselves. If we get ourselves in order, we can get the world in order. But we can't keep going, yo, this is why this, this is why that, this is why this, this is why that. We can't keep blaming the other side for these fuck-ups. This kid is evil as fuck. Evil as fuck. But I'm not going to lie. If the family already knew the kid had anger issues, how come he wasn't being treated for them? That would be my, my question. Like, that's my next question as I'm reading this. I'm like, how come they weren't treating him for his anger issues? And then the next question is, where did he even get the gun? Who in the family has a gun? For what reason do they have a gun? So many fucking questions are entering my mind as I read this. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, even in this little quip here, it's like, family members told police that when the boy was four, he swung a puppy by the tail until it screamed in pain. And then six months ago, they said he put a flammable liquid in a balloon and set it on fire inside, burning some furniture in the process. This kid was, this kid isn't a kid. He's like, he's a little demon. He's a Damien. This is why I don't want to have children. I know perhaps maybe none of my children will end up like this, but this is why I don't want to have any. Because you could, you could probably come in here with the whole intention that, like, yeah, they're going to be good, upstanding people, but you have to remember, these children will end up being their own individuals, right? And at some point, they will be themselves. And that self might be really shitty, no matter how hard you try to raise them. And I'm young, so perhaps that mindset will change over time. I mean, I'm not that young, but with all that being said, at this moment in time right now, every time I pick my head up thinking like, oh shit, what if I had a kid? 
You know, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard my abortion story. So it's not like that would be the first time I would ever go through the process. Like I've been through the process, but I think in the grand scheme of things, you just, there's so many things that need to be right for a kid to grow up in a good environment. And I think as we move forward in society and things begin to further degrade, it just makes less and less sense to have a child. It, I, it's not something that I would see as being sustainable, ethically sustainable, because it's not. Anyway, finishing up this article, because this is, this is some sad shit. So detectives then interviewed the boy, and he told them he was angry with his mother for not getting what he wanted from Amazon, because when she woke him up... Er, wait, what? Because... She woke him up earlier than he wanted. What? Okay, I'm going to read this one more time. Detectives then interviewed the boy again, and he told them that he was angry with his mother for not getting what he wanted from Amazon and because she woke him up earlier than he wanted. Again, this kid is 10 years old. Just think about that as I read this. The boy explained that the night before the shooting, he secured his mother's keys to open the gun lock. Makes sense. He went into the basement and took up a shooting stance. He admitted knowing that guns kill people. Wow. So he, yeah, he, he fully did it. He fully shot her with the clear understanding that that was supposed to happen. That's fucking wild to me. Um, and before he fired the shot, he closed his left eye. So he aimed. Yo, he aimed at his mom. Wow. Crazy shit. Anyway, his mother walked in front of him where he tried to shoot the wall to scare her, whereupon he admitted that he shot her in the face when she was approximately three feet away from him. Goddamn, man. All right, well, that kid's going to jail for a long motherfucking time. He's going to jail for a long motherfucking time. We have another single-raised mother male here that has uh, also done some heinous things. Uh, man behind bars for killing his mom and then stabbing his sister. And once again, I also didn't pull up this article either. Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and do that. And while I do that, let me go ahead and do some self-promotion. Guys, do me a favor. Okay. Now, as I continue to steamroll ahead with my, with my goals, with trying to give you guys value, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go onto the YouTube channel, type in M-I-I, M-A-I, excuse me, S-O-N-D-E-R-O-Y, Maisonnoi. That's where you'll see my face. Go ahead and click that bad boy and click the subscribe button and then click the bell notification icon. Click it. Make sure it's on. This way, when a new video comes out from my channel, you'll get it. And the reason why I'm saying all this is because when we come, and we'll talk about this more when we come back from the break. Um, but I've had a, not a coming to Jesus meeting, but I've, I've witnessed things come full circle with my creative endeavors. And I think I found a new way to share the most authentic parts of me with you guys. Um, but it won't, it won't work without you. So I need you to get to the channel. This way, when I create the content that's for you, you'll be able to receive it. Um, but here we go. We're going to go ahead and look this up. Uh, man behind bars for stabbing mother and sister. Does anyone else do that? Like when you're, um, when you're, uh, when you're looking shit up, you just like kind of sound it out. But anyway, here we go. Quote, I would do it again. Man admits to stabbing mother and sister. Shout out Florida. Crazy motherfuckers. Anyway, a man charged with premeditated murder after admitting to stabbing his sister and killing his mom because she never pushed me to be a man. And you see, people want to argue that men shouldn't be in the household. This is the perfect example as to why they should be. I would do it again, he says. Tampa Bay, Florida, a man charged with premeditated murder. I already read that part. 
Let's move on. On November 29th, deputies were called to a home in Kissimmee in regard to a possible stabbing. When they arrived, they found one woman dead and another woman with severe lacerations to her hands. During an investigation, the subject was identified as 21-year-old Matthew Sisley. That's a cool-ass name, I'm not going to lie. Authorities found Sisley in a short distance away from the incident. During an interview at the sheriff's office, deputies said that Sisley confessed to intentionally stabbing his mother and accidentally stabbing his sister. During the interview, Sisley was asked, Do you think your mom deserved to get stabbed? Suspect. Yes. Detective. Why? Suspect. Because she never pushed me to be a man. Detective. Do you regret doing it? Suspect. No. I would do it again. That's cold. Matthew was booked on the Osacola? Yeah, Osacola County Jail for aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and premeditated murder. Authorities said this was an isolated incident. Uh, of course it was. But here we have another young man. And how old is he? Only 21? 21. Talking about his mom never pushed him to be a man. Well, you're certainly right, young man. She never pushed you to be a man because she's not a man. How the fuck can you expect her to teach you to be a man? You can't. That doesn't make any sense. The best you could have done was find mentors. And again, this is another reason as to why I feel so strong about going forward in teaching mindset and teaching about self-development because it's apparent to see that people are hurting, man. You know, I remember when I was going through my depression and I was going through all my shit and my trials and tribulations, I felt the same way, not also, I'm going to stab my mom or shoot my mom because she didn't get me an Oculus type shit. But I was definitely depressed and I definitely did feel worthless. But the deciding factor, the difference here was that I decided to make a small shift, a positive shift in my life. And that cascaded into greater things. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to be teaching self-development like I'm some fucking guru. You know, I don't know all the answers. I'm not perfect. But I definitely have a passion for seeing people optimize their mindsets. Because if we can optimize our mindsets, we can optimize society. Do people really need to be shot and killed for absolutely no reason because you have so much trauma going on? No. Does a 10-year-old child need to be in jail? Well, in his case, yeah, that motherfucker definitely needs to be in jail. But could that have been prevented? Potentially. And could it have been prevented a lot sooner? I, I would think so. So again... Not saying me or like the millions of other people that teach self-development and, and mindset. Not saying we have the answers, but if I could join in on that conversation and help push the needle by any way, any way, shape, or form, so long as the needle goes forward in the right direction, then God, I'll, I'll dedicate my whole life to that bitch. Because I really do care about self-development. Granted, many people out there will not care about self-development. And you can't help those people. And if you're the type of person who is into self-development, you like talking about these things, but you find that people around you just don't care, guess what? Don't go chasing waterfalls. You can't save them. Leave it be. Leave it absolutely be. Fuck it. Whatever. However, for those that you can help, for those that are willing to listen to what you have to say, they will pay attention. So with all that said... When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about extreme thanks, how to be grateful for things, even when it seems the darkest. And then from there, we're going to talk about how to consolidate your past, be present in your present, and then craft your future. Four quick strategies, something to get you going. We'll talk about that and more once we come back from the break. This is your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Yeah. 
gentlemen that song was freaky t by tia corinne and i don't know if you ever heard of tia corinne but tia corinne is one of the most fire female artists coming up um honestly if you ask me i like tia corinne style a lot more than like glorilla and everybody else because here's the problem you okay feel free to talk about how juicy yo shit is right and by you know what i mean yo poom poom feel free to talk about how juicy it is but just know that the longer you stay focused on your lyrics being of that substance, the more people are going to perceive you as like a shock jock. Just like how people perceive Kanye West's words now is essentially just the shock jock. Like all Kanye West validation has just like dropped to the ground. Like no one's going to take him serious anymore. But going back to female artists, or I mean, I could say this about male artists too, right? Like, yo, it doesn't always have to be about guns and women and, you know, this, that, and the third. It should be less about guns. Perhaps, you know, less violence would, would always be good. But in this case, knowing things aren't perfect, maybe if we could, you know, for every five songs about shooting each other, maybe there's like three that talk about something a little bit different. But I think Tia Corinne is a breath of fresh air in the space. Um, she's coming up. She's got a fire album out. The album name, I forgot, but you can go ahead and Google that bitch. Go ahead and find that. Look it up. Tia Corinne, Freaky T. That song was a fire track. It's something I've been bumping all week. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about something that's a little more, I would say a little more important, a little more serious. And we'll talk about extreme thanks. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, first of all, last week I was totally absent, right? I didn't even say anything. Like, I wasn't going to be around. I just wasn't. And uh, for a transparent moment, the reason why I, uh, it was like that is because when my brothers passed away, you know, when they passed away, holiday season has never quite been the same for me. And honestly whenever i think about the holidays now i just think about it's either one day off like an extra day i get to take off or it's another day for me to put in some work right and i've never been the type of person to be upset about that because i mean honestly at the end of the day what are you gonna do like what am i gonna be mad at the universe forever you can't at some point you have to get over these things right but it's about strategizing and figuring out how to do it but anyway in any event that Thanksgiving, I was completely by myself. Um, you know, I, I'll definitely take the blame as saying perhaps I'm a, a bad son. You know, I didn't check on the parents or anything like that. So that falls on me. I totally apologize for that as if that was something for me to apologize to. But nonetheless, I did spend that time alone. And while I was alone, I had a lot of time uh, to reflect and my thoughts led me down a path of deeper self-reflection. And ultimately, I found myself giving myself a life checkup. I came to the conclusion that I am happy where I am, um, but I am rather off the mark, just a little bit, right? Although I'm not fully content with where I am, that is, of course, a part of the journey. And I've cooked up four strategies as to how I could find contentment in the moment and inspiration for the future. And I wanted to go ahead and bring that to you guys because I think one thing that's very important is, and I've, I've come to this realization as of recent, as you evolve as a human being and as you grow as an individual, it is on you to then go ahead and provide the schematics, the blueprint, the way out for other people as well. Now, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can totally keep your secrets to yourself and continue to, you know, move forward. But it just makes more sense. Like if you want to live a purpose driven life, like an intentful, 
a life full of intention, a life full of gratitude and shit like that, then part of your mission has to be serving other people. And for me, I've come to the conclusion that although I do love coaching people in personal training, I, I love coaching, sure. That's not where I found the most fulfillment because I had to really de decouple all of these things and figure out, okay, as I compartmentalize all of these attributes and skills that I like between personal training and sales, at the core of it, what is really me? And that's what I spent the whole week thinking about, like, what is me at its entirety? And I've come to the conclusion that I like speaking on motivating and self-developmental topics because it is my belief that if we can optimize ourselves, we can optimize society. You see where I'm going with this? So I, I'm still a personal trainer, still a certified personal trainer, but going forward, my content and what I offer as a service will be more of a life coaching, a tangible life coaching segment. And the reason why I find that to be so important is because it leads me up into the topic of conversation for today, right? So when I thought about all of this, I thought about three things. Okay, how do I retell the story that I've told myself about my past? How do I now think of my present, which is a culmination of everything that I've thought of before and who I am now? And then how do I craft a better future? So those are three strategies that I thought of over the weekend. And I want to go ahead and just present them to you now, starting with the first one. Strategy one, recount the story you tell yourself. Consolidate your past. Now, you might be thinking, why is this important? I know a lot of us say that we want to no longer think of the past. We want to get over it. You know, a lot of people say that all the time, like get over your past. Like there's no point in looking at the rearview mirror. It's time to build towards the future. But if there's anything I've learned in life, and especially in regards to coaching, is what I've realized is a lot of the things that we do, we do them because there are clues of who we are at our core embedded within them. Whew, that was powerful. That was fucking powerful. I don't even think I could say it over again, so you're just gonna have to run it back. But again, it leaves clues as to who we are at our core. So for example, when I liked coaching, I liked coaching because I got to connect with people and I got to speak to people. But on a granular level, when I think about what I like to talk about and who I like to speak to, I liked talking to leaders and I liked coaching people on motivating tactics and getting them to believe in themselves and get that fulfillment that they're looking for from a personal training or fitness aspect, right? So looking at that and seeing how I made the switch from personal training to sales, what, encour what encouraged me, excuse me, to do that was, well, I liked convincing people to work with me, right? So essentially I liked making the sale and I'm not gonna lie, when you, when you sell a package, yeah, that shit, that shit feels great. Like when I was working at Equinox, the way we used to do it, we formatted our sales into two functions. It started off with the one-on-one -on -one interview and then it started off with the actual workout in itself. What I realized during that time is that I had so much fun during the one-on-one -on -one interview, getting to meet people, getting to explore their life, getting to understand where, where, they're, where they've been, excuse me, and where they're going was super, super exciting to me. So, at that point, I started selling fucking $2,400 packages straight out of the, the interview. That first session, that one-on-one, -on -one, what we call an equal fit, that one-on-one -on -one session, you're not supposed to sell necessarily at the end of that. But I would tell my clients all the time, and it wasn't like I was hitting them with like fucking sales tactics. It was just great conversation. Like I, I felt like I was doing something that was true to my core. And of course, then you had all the politics that came with working at a big box gym, especially at a big box luxury gym, and all that shit just made working there fucking suck. I'm gonna be completely honest. What I've, another thing I've realized is that when you cannot be yourself, you cannot perform at your best. But if you don't know who you are, then you can never get there. So we have a whole society full of people that are both doing things because there are clues leading to who they are at their core, but then there are also people that are doing things simply because they don't know what else to do. And now in between, in all of that, between personal training, sales, me seeing what the outside world looks like, or, or at least what it looks like from my perception, I've come to the conclusion that I truly do love just optimizing minds. Every time I have a conversation with someone, it's always geared in that direction, right? But 
Going back to that first part, recounting the story you tell yourself, what got me here? Well, what got me here was everything that I've been through in my life, between my brothers passing away, my dad leaving, my grandma dying, my other brother dying. All of these things that have happened to me in my life, they've all been pivotal, pivotal moments. My depression, my attempted suicide, my abortion, every single thing I've thought of in my life has led up to this exact moment. And now I could have gone one of two ways with it, right? I could have continued to be the victim and I could have said, okay, so long as I'm going to continue to be a victim, I might as well just blame everybody for everything and never try. But when I decided to take a look at everything that I've been through, that I, that I went through, excuse me, and I said to myself, okay, this is an opportunity to turn coals into diamonds. That's powerful. Turning a coal into a diamond, taking something that had no hope, no, no future, and we've now broken it down to its bits and pieces and we've molded it. Because here's the reality. The reality is, all those problems you think are exclusive to you, they're really not. They're not that exclusive to you. And I know it might sound a little um, unempathetic to say that. Oh, how can you say my problems aren't exclusive to me? How can you say that I'm not valid or I can't validate myself by acknowledging my suffering? You can do all of that. But what I'm saying is someone else is going through that problem. And then what I'm saying on top of that is, if you manage to solve the problem, you now have to help people. So that leads me to step number two. Once you've consolidated your past and you've said that story, you can think it out loud. Like, does this make sense? Take the bits and pieces of what did and leave out the rest. That's the beautiful thing about using the past as a way to craft your future is because it's not like every single thing you did in the past was wrong. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe every single thing that I did in the past was either wrong or not true to me. Then that means I truly am a slave in this world. <clears throat> However, what I would say in this case is with all those things considered, if I can tell myself that story and I could consciously pick out what was good and what was bad, ruminate on that and then decide how I want to move forward going forward. Come on now. Now we got a recipe for success. But before we craft the future, we now have to bring it all into the present. Because the present is the culmination of everything you thought of, everything you've acted out in the past up until that point. So a way to think about it is, what do you feel is working at this moment? Go through your list, your relationships, finances, everything. What's working? What can use some tweaking? And be honest with yourself. How many times do we, how many times, excuse me, are we desperate for change and we say, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z, or we share our feelings with someone else, but then when push comes to shove, we don't even act on the things that we are so desperate to change, which leads me to ask, how desperate are we to change it? Sometimes when I get really creative, I think about it as, as desperation, right? However, I need to revert that thinking because it's like, why think about being creative as desperation? But a good way to move forward is if we don't think about our creativity or our core as, or a better way to say this, if we don't move forward with that desperation of wanting to live at our core, we may never know who our core is or what our core is. So bring it all into the present, take all of those lessons, distill it down, and from there, you should be able to have an idea as to who you are. Whether that be a creative person, someone who's very quiet, whatever the case may be, figure out who you are at your core that will help you live the life that you truthfully want to live, which will bring me to strategy number three. Come to a conclusion. If you're happy with where you are, great. There's no reason to change anything. Keep tending the field. Keep watering your soul. Keep living, keep growing. If anything, I daren't say that if you feel like you're an actualized individual, why don't you take up the mantle of trying to help others? Go for it. You never know what could happen. But if you're not happy with your life, think about it. What should you do differently? And I like to think about this in two different formats. What does future me look, feel, and act like? And then... What does present me have to give up to become future me? You can't have it all for nothing. And oftentimes it's our own habits, 
our bad habits that keep us from being our best self. I smoke weed. I smoke a lot of weed. And I smoke backwards. And I shouldn't roll my weed in backwards. It's not the healthiest thing for me. And I'm working on it. But I couldn't have gotten to that conclusion if I just kept blatantly lying to myself. Like, oh no, weed is fine. It's not the backwards, you know? But I, to be honest, we all have to be honest with ourselves and be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, I want X, Y, and Z, but A, B, and C is fucked up. So let me go ahead and fix A, B, and C so I can get to X, Y, and Z, right? So the solution, I think we all owe it to ourselves to take inventory of our lives and really see what's working for us and what isn't. Often we find that when we live without intent, that's usually when we become depressed, stressed, or anxious. The longer we continue to live blindly, the longer we continue to go without the desires we seek, changing our lives is a matter of making better decisions, but also a matter of being willing to face the good and the bad, then chart a new course if we deem it necessary. Hopefully you got the message of what I was trying to convey in today's episode. It was a long ass episode. I need to say thank you so much. I took a look at my Spotify wrapped uh, during the break. And, you know, sometimes I feel like not making the podcast anymore. Sometimes. Not going to lie. But then when I look at the stats, I'm like, shit, maybe I really am onto something. I don't know what's going to happen with this podcast, with this YouTube channel. I don't know what's going to happen with any of it. But what I do know is it lines up with my new, I can't say newly found passion because that was me always at my core. Um, But I'm no longer afraid to live from my core, if that makes any sense. And it will make more sense because we'll be talking about that next week. The fear of core living and why living at your core is true freedom. I'm going to use a very ad hoc, uh, unorthodox example for this, but I think she said it so eloquently well, and it resonated so well with me and from such an unlikely source, you wouldn't even believe it, but we'll talk about that and more once we come back from the break. Don't forget to live your life the way it was designed with you in mind. This is your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.